Welcome to Everyday Martial Artist, a weekly podcast where you'll join me, Brian Doucet, as I interview a different martial artist each episode and hear their story. Some guests you may have heard of, and some you probably haven't. Be sure to subscribe where all your favorite podcasts are available. Also, visit our website at everydaymartialartist.com. If you're listening for a specific interview, I sure hope you'll stay and check out the other episodes. A very special thank you to Topher Williams for our custom theme music. And now, the newest episode of Everyday Martial Artist. Everyday Martial Artist is brought to you by KOonline.com for all your martial arts needs. Sparring and safety gear, rank belts, uniforms, weapons, patches, and more. Wholesale supplies made by martial artists for martial artists. Visit us today at KO-Online.com. Hello and welcome to Everyday Martial Artist. I'm your host, Brian Doucette, and as we do every week, we're joined by a brand new guest talking about their life and their journey throughout the world of martial arts. My guest today started training in the martial arts when he was only four years old and earned his black belt in the Junri system this past summer. But martial arts isn't something he's known for by most people. He first gained prominence from a YouTube series where he reviewed musical theater productions. This led to the attention of the theater industry, and he even served as a correspondent for Perez Hilton at the Tony Awards. In 2017, he appeared in an episode of Law & Order SVU. He was in the TV series Big Little Lies. He was the voice of young Shaggy in Scoob and the voice of Chase in Paw Patrol, the movie. But most people will recognize him from his starring role in the hit CBS series and one of my favorite shows, Young Sheldon. Please welcome my guest today, Mr. Ian Armitage. How are you doing today, sir? Hello there, sir. So nice to meet you. Well, I guess virtually. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I so appreciate Like I said, I'm a huge fan of the show, and, and uh, I, I honestly had no idea you were involved in martial arts and, and, until I interviewed Mr. Pineda, and he mentioned that. He's like... He's like, Ian was helping you teach class night. And I didn't really, I'm like, is that someone I should know? And then he told me, I'm like, really? He's a black belt? <laughs> so I'm like, I have to interview him. That'd be so much fun. So I'm, I'm so glad you're taking the time to do this. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> well, what I like to do with all my guests, I, I know you started when you were four, but I'm just wondering, first of all, was it your choice or your parents? And, and how much do you remember about that when you first got going and what kind of led to you getting involved in martial arts? My mom heard about junior taekwondo from, I think, a friend. I'm not actually sure where she heard it. But um, we've always had a rule in our family that I, you know, to, to try new things and to do, like, one physical activity, one very, like, mental activity, and one, like, kind of extracurricular thing, you know, always to have something that you're doing to, to, uh, to better you, you know, mind, body. So we started doing, I was in knee-high ninjas. Yeah, we started, we started doing... Um, Taekwondo, and I went in on the first day, and I, I I was like, just it was such a well. I've always been homeschooled, so mm-hmm. being in like a big class with a bunch of kids was kind of a foreign concept to me, even at like four. <laughs> right. So getting there, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so fun! And you know, we started doing class, and of course, I thought I was so cool doing my, you know, like yeah, but you know, obviously it was like very very basic stuff. But I had the best time ever, and I told my mom after class that I really really wanted to continue. And we did, and I haven't stopped since. Very cool. Nice. So what are some things you remember just about that first instructor, Mr. Pineda? What are some things that stand out? You've been homeschooled, so you don't have a lot of, to compare them to as far as teachers and stuff, but just what are some things that, that stood out that really kind of drew you in with, with Mr. Pineda as an instructor? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> I think really everything. Just he is, first of all, I think that so many people have such a kind of deeply ingrained image of what a black belt is in their head. And I think a lot of it's from like karate movies or like, you know, just imagine it being like, you know, I am your sensei and I will teach you. And we're going to do this training montage where you'll wax my car. He's (laughs) just so kind of, I think down to earth isn't even the right word, but Mm -hmm. like, he's just so confident and calm and 
the kind of person who would literally never mention he's in martial arts or a black belt or anything extraordinary. Like, I mean, he's, he's insane. He's like an absolute beast. He's super powerful. He has, I mean, he trained under Grandmaster Ree. He's, he's, he's amazing and super cool. And he's just so humble about it. And I think that's, that's just one thing that struck with me and my mom, even so early. We're just like, this guy is so kind and humble Mm -hmm. and always would really put everybody else ahead of him. I, I, he's just like the kind of person you meet and you're instantly like, I love this guy. I want to like, you know, I, 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 I just really wanted to continue training with him and the whole studio because every instructor there, uh, Master Shackelford, Master Rome, Master Hawk, all the other black belts, all the other teachers are so kind and so wonderful. So when I got the opportunity to help with classes, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> nice. See, that's, and I love that you mentioned humble because that's like my, the, my, my current Taekwondo instructor that I've been with since 1994. That's the one of the first things I noticed about him when we were like out in public and someone introduced himself to him, he never introduced himself as a martial artist. He was always, I'm an artist or I'm, I, I'm a stay at home dad or something. He never mentioned martial arts unless someone else brought it up. And I, I, I love that humbleness, which is unfortunately rare in a lot of martial artists that I met over the, my 38 years in martial arts, a little lo- longer than you, but it, the, the humbleness is so important. And, and I love that you, you found an instructor that in, embodies that. Yes, sir. And I think the humbleness also just shows that he's so confident in himself that he doesn't feel the need to ever, you know, say, oh, and by the way, I'm the black belt and do this and this and this, and I co-run an entire studio. Like he's just, it's, it's incredible. So at any time then, did you ever get involved in the competition side of martial arts? Oh my gosh, I did. Oh, that's so funny. I did like three competitions when I was like six. Okay. I got, I remember I got gold, I got gold one time and I was very proud, but, um, no, not, not as much just because we've gotten so busy with acting. But I mean, my goal, at least for now is once, I think once young Sheldon ends, I'm probably gonna, maybe not necessarily take a break from acting, but I definitely want to be in Virginia for a little while, you know, uh, spend some time at our studio and, uh, and then also possibly, you know, get into more competing and, uh, be able to take black belt class more, spar more with actual human beings instead of just a bag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So those three tournaments, do you what did you com- did you compete in in weapons? Did you compete in forums? Did you compete in sparring? What did you compete in at that young age? Oh gosh, you really, really must think I'm some sort of martial arts prodigy. <laughs> I was like a six year old just standing in line with a bunch of other six year olds doing like bopper sparring, okay. <laughs> like doing. The, the, the foam boppers that we basically try to hit each other w- with like their swords um, and then get created by judges. No, we did um like very basic forms and then some sparring, but definitely not anything fancy. And again, I was I think my first one, I was like five. And then I think my, then I, I did one when I was like five and then I think two when I was six. So <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> you, you've done better than me. I've done one tournament my whole life. It was, I was never into the competition. I did a tournament when I was either 18 or 19 I did sparring. I got hit with a backspin and my headgear flew off. And I remember my mom was watching the audience and I heard her gasp from across the gym because <laughs> my headgear flew oh off. Oh my gosh. That- like the mom gasped. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. You know, you know. <laughs> That was my one and only tournament. I just and, and the thing is that that one, my instructor forced me to do it. I never wanted to do it. I think if it would have been something I chose to, maybe I would have done it more. But I love training people for competition. I've just never enjoyed competing myself. I, I get that. Nice. <laughs> I feel that. So how about the, the teaching aspect? I know when I first interviewed Master Renata, he had said you had been helping teach class at night. So when, when did you first start helping teach and, and what kind of drew you to that side of it? 
Well, I first started teaching when I became a, well, you know, it really was mostly helping because with red and brown belts, you're just really allowed to help with the knee-high ninja classes. And then once you become a first brown, you get opened up a little bit more to be able to do higher level classes. And then once you become black belt, the higher you are tip-wise, you can uh, teach higher levels and higher belt curriculum Mm -hmm. in class. But I think even just at Red Belt, I did, you know, they have like leadership workshops to um, kind of sort of teach how to teach, really. And it is just so, it just, it was so fun to me. Like, it's so wonderful to be able to help little kids who I, I could, you know, I could literally see myself coming into class and seeing these these black belts and, and having them, you know, I, I literally remembered it from being a knee-high ninja. So being able to do that for somebody else was so cool in and of itself. And then also on top of that, it's just the kind of thing where you're so there and so present sort of like I mean I think every real martial artist has experienced at one point sort of that that point where you're like training so hard or doing something and you kind of experience that like complete sort of I don't even know it sounds so cheesy but like martial arts zen almost Mm -hmm. you're like so in the zone it sort of is one of those things where you're so present and so focused that there it doesn't really allow your brain to think about anything else so if you if you get like stressed easily about I don't know schoolwork social life anything if you are coming to class and doing really intense class or helping other people to do an intense class or even not an intense class or even just, you know, a bunch of four-year-olds learning how to do basic punches. It's so easy to get completely immersed in and also so fun because you get to just be high energy, like kind of silly. You get to help people learn. And then also, I don't know, it's something about the black belt uniform, but every technique you do looks so much cleaner in a black belt (laughs) uniform, just the way it snaps because it's a heavier, you know, I just love it. That's cool. So do you thinking back over your, your 10, 11 years, 10 years in martial arts, think about the hardest workout you ever had to do in class. What, what are some of the things you had to go through oh. that were just, for example, I, I remember I did one one time where our instructor was trying to teach us to count to 100 in Korean and no one in class could get past 40. So we kept having a start over, but we were doing it as we were doing setups. So we ended up doing 450 setups that night in class. <laughs> that's, that's one of the hardest oh, classes yeah. I've ever oh, yeah. had to do. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. Wow. I, gosh, I feel like actually probably since we're in California so much, I, uh, usually do classes over FaceTime with my instructor, uh, Mr. Gan, or I call him Master Gan, but technically he's not a master, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I've called I've called him that for so long. I think it's it's sort of an honorary (laughs) master, I suppose. Nice. He had this, we, we usually now we do different stuff just because I'm a block, but we usually are training more in, um, you know, we were doing more like leg stuff for the low stanzas. Um, and then, I mean, this was more of, of a thing he, I can't even remember specifically. I feel like it was probably last year that we were doing this the most, but we would do um, ladders. So from 10, 10 of each thing, nine of each thing, eight of each thing, all the way down to one. Yes. But he would do, so it'd be like 10 jumping jacks, 10 pushups, 10 squats, 10 leg lifts, 10 bend and reach or whatever, nine of each. And, and it sounds kind of, deceptively simple because you're just like oh it's just you know tentative. that's pretty easy but first of all it does add up second mm-hmm. of all it does get because also you're not like taking breaks so be uh you know after a little while you're like okay it's a little harder than i first supposed and then also um master pineda a lot of us in black book class joke about master pineda being so he, he is definitely a tough instructor but at the same time he also is he, he well first of all he does this thing where he likes to tell like interesting stories about working with grandmaster Junri or about you know when he was a lower belt level but it's funny because usually so it's kind of it's almost like a little break they're like oh yes a story but he'll usually have us do something while he's doing it so then it'll be like five minutes of, of us just sitting in low stances 
And <laughs> we're like, oh, oh no, come on. But um, I think each instructor has sort of developed their own unique way of punishing their students. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, I mean, hey, I, I just love doing the class and doing all the exercises. So it's just sort of, it's more like kind of just interesting to see what they'll whip up sort of. Yeah. That's one thing I enjoyed when I, when I used to help teach kids classes is coming up with a way to disguise exercises games. So the kids are having fun, oh, yeah. not realizing like we do this. My instructor does this thing we called roundhouse baseball where he'd, he'd actually got the little square targets wow. that we kick. He'd set them up as bases and the kids would have to roundhouse a little like playground ball. And they'd have to either duck walk or crab walk around the bases. <laughs> and ev- everyone in the outfield That's had awesome. to, yeah, everyone in the outfield had to be down in like duck walk stance. No one could stand up. And, and it was just so much fun. And the, by the time they'd done, of course, he, he does with, with the adults every now and then. And the adults are, you know, our legs are just burning for a week afterwards. <laughs> but it's fun watching the kids do That's it. That's incredible. Yeah, it's fun. And I, it's always, it's, it's always the ones that sound the least like <laughs> exercisey and painful that are the worst. Yeah, well, with with one exception, we we also we also play um, full contact basketball <laughs> with the adults. So oh, that one wow. is like okay, it yeah, sounds. That, I mean, not not quite as brutal, that, yeah, that, but it's fun. <laughs> so it's like, well, kids, today we're going to be playing full contact basketball. There we go. All right, so think back to this past summer, your black belt test. Kind of walk us through that. What are some of the things you ha- you had to do for your black belt test, and what do you remember about that day? Oh gosh, I feel like I've sort of blocked it all out. Um, <laughs> Well, for for my first for for the qualifier because you know there's the qualifier and there's the panel exam and for the qualifier I mean like the first time we went in I got like a genuine panic attack I like I started I I think I just they have us now do fifty push ups in under well it used to be in under a minute but I think people didn't do as as well technique wise so now they have us do it in under two minutes okay but they obviously expect like really good technique so I just finished with that and I basically. I started almost like kind of shivering and I was like, it's so weird because I've been doing this with Master Gan in California. You know, we do the 50 pushups in under a minute or sometimes like a hundred in under two minutes all the time. So this shouldn't be, I'm not, it's not, it's not that I'm like tired or that my arms are weak or anything. And I just sort of started getting like cold and feeling weird. And I went over and I sat down with my mom for a second. I was like, I'm feeling really weird. And um, we actually then rescheduled it because I got like, a, I almost fainted wow. <laughs> and it sounds so, yeah, it's, it's, um, kind of not exactly embarrassing but i was like oh you know that's that's not a great way to um to start off but i came back and i did it again and i think that kind of made it mean more to me because when i passed my qualifier i was like i know i really did it and i know i actually overcame something to do it It wasn't just like a breeze nice and then you know the the qualifier is all the nitty-gritty details and really getting into your technique and making sure that you are you have really good endurance and that you have you know your strengths up your flexibilities up and uh, that that's sort of, you know, where they're going through each part of the curriculum, making you do each thing, making you really work for it. And, and then in addition to that, making you do a bunch of exercise, a bunch of cardio, making sure that you're really on top of all that. Then the panel exam is just so formal. And um, Master Re was there. It, it just, it felt kind of surreal because during Exodus, which is like, I think it's 10% of our grade. I'm not actually sure. I was to the point where I was, I was, I sort of, because you do it at the end. So sort of like, I think I've passed. I think, I think if I can get this perfect, I I think I might pass. And I did it. And towards the very end where the music swells, I was just like, I think I did it. And after that, they had me do my speech and then they went into another room and talked for a minute. And then, um, they came back out and they they said that I passed and I 
it, it was so weird because for a second I didn't fully intake it, and I was also so tired. So mm-hmm. I, I had this little, not quite inhaler, but little like breathing thing. And I, I went over and I, I did that, and I, I did it. I took a sip of water, and I, I just sort of was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then I was like, "Wait, what?" It, so I, it sort of <laughs> took my brain a, a moment to comprehend exactly what they were saying, but it was. I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I just sort of started crying and my grandpa was there and that was, that's cool. He's, he's like such a cool and awesome person. I was so glad that he was there to see that. I was like, I'm so proud. <laughs> that's awesome. See, and that's just, I love hearing the stories because every system, every style, every school does it differently. Like me, we, we don't have the qualifier. It's, it's our test is one, you know, just the one day. And I think my black belt test was about two and a half hours was my black belt test um, oh, but it's it, wow. it pretty much my instructor i mean there's other black belts there helping you know holding targets and stuff and whatnot but it's it's my you know, we didn't we didn't do a panel or anything it's just my instructor who's an eighth so degree. so wait one question sir mm-hmm. did you guys did you guys do um so did you was it like a, cl- a lot of people taking the test with you it's varies so quick story on me so i first tested for my black belt in 1996 I started martial arts in 84. I started in Tung Sido. Then in high school, I did Shotokan. I started Taekwondo in 92. I started with my current instructor in 94. I tested for my black belt in November of 96. It was the night before Thanksgiving. I remember it very well, actually. And at that time, there was only two of us testing. It was me and another lady. I actually didn't pass that day. And then I moved back to California, where I was living at the time. And when I moved back to Minnesota life got in the way. I got, I got married. We started having kids fast forward 10 years. And I finally went back and redid my black belt test in 2006. And at that time it was me and two other people testing. And that time I passed, but it was, I've also been to other black belt tests at our school where there's seven, eight people testing. And I've seen them with just one. It kind of depends. I was one who I, when I first started, I never liked big crowds. So he always made my test a little smaller for me to make it a little more comfortable and stuff until I got over that and stuff. Gotcha. You know, we're Taekwondo, but it's, it's, it's a little different than Junior's Taekwondo. Our instructor. Oh, Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, My instructor's instructor is a 10th degree from Korea, Grandmaster Mu Young Yun. And he teaches it the old school way that, you know, my instructor teaches it the same way. We do the Paul Gay patterns. We don't do the Taeguk patterns. Wow. Like I had to do... I'm trying to remember my over my two tests. I probably had to do about 30 to 40 different sets of techniques, different things. I had to do all nine of our patterns or all eight of our patterns, except when we, when we do pattern for black belt tests, like we have our eight Paul Gay patterns, except he meshes them together. So my instructor will be like, all right, do the four, first four steps of Paul Gay Yilchung. All right, stop. Now do steps Ooh, steps oh, five through fine. eight of Paul Gay Samchung. Now do steps nine through twelve of Paul Gay Ichung. And it's like you have to know these so well. And it just that's probably the most for me, that was the most nerve wracking part with the pattern and having to do do those meshed up like that. Oh so, yeah, wow. And then breaking, so, we do about ten different breaks, and you don't know any of the breaks beforehand except one. He picks the breaks as you're doing your test. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's fun. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot That sounds awesome. That sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, yeah, it was the for the, me. It was different. For me, it was sort of the opposite. I I was always. I mean, I do classes one on one with Master Gan, but mm-hmm. usually it's not testing for my black belt. But I actually kind of like doing class with a lot of other students, mm-hmm. just because it's so like it's it's. I feel like it's better to work together with those types of classes because you're you're learning sort of the new things at the same time. Yes, and you can sort of help each other. And then, of course, it's also just in my opinion, at least, more fun to do it with friends but um 
It, you know, Master Master Shackelford was actually joking with me a little while ago about the phrase "misery loves company." It's actually "misery <laughs> loves miserable company." <laughs> and um, <laughs> nice. having having a whole class of of fellow black belts being tortured makes it a lot more you know <laughs> manageable. There we but go. <laughs> during my test, during my test, it was just me. Um, so for the qualifier, it was a panel of four black belts. So it was Master Pineda, Master Shackelford, Master Hawk, and Master Rome, and that was just for the qualifier and it was just me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am. I was even, even the second time when I, well, actually the first, the first qualifier, I didn't actually really fully do it. Cause I like, we ended up actually going to the doctor cause mom thought I might be like sick or something. Then also usually you have like two or three weeks turnaround time between the qualifier and the panel exam. I had two dates. Wow. So it was basically just two days filled with me <laughs> stressing about the panel exam and also just working out nonstop. So I would go to bed at night so sore and on the like day before the test, I was like, okay, I have to like rest because I'm going to go in too tired to do the test. Wow. And then the, when, when I actually passed it, I was like, oh my gosh. And I called Master Gan and I told him. And I, I think the, the coolest part for me was, I mean, aside from, you know, actually passing it and <laughs> having the, all the instructors there was probably that my, the, that my granddad was there because, you know, I look up to him so much. I was like, yes, he got to see me like get my black belt. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, my mom and dad actually got to come to mine, which was kind of cool because they didn't get to come to That's my first. Awesome. They didn't come the first time in '96, but they were there in 2006. So they actually got to see me break my brick with my head, which I did not do in '96. So I was kind of nice. happy about that. <laughs> but That's no. awesome. So, how do you think your martial arts training has helped with your acting career? Oh God, it's not only helped with my acting career. I I owe who I am completely to martial arts. I mean. I have some pretty awesome, I, my, my mom is incredible and my family is incredible. And I feel like they're like a lot of who I am, but martial arts, the lessons I've learned from it, the lessons it's taught me, the manners, the, you know, the, the formality, the also even just like the kindness being able to, there was this little girl that I was helping in a class a little while ago. And it was, I think like one of her first or second classes. And she was really, she came out like crying because it was, because she was so kind of like scared. And it was, a, it was like, it was, I think it was any high ninja class. And I just remember her dad like comforting her. And I just, I just came over and I was like, you did really well. That was really good. And then a little while ago, I saw her in another class and I was like, oh, that's, nice. I, I love that. I love that she was able to continue. That sort of just being such a community for each other, even when things are hard or even when you're having a hard time and even just, you know, joking around with your friends after class is mm-hmm. such a, such a wonderful kind of thing to have such a wonderful sort of net to have and coming back here and, and being able to see everybody is so awesome all the time. Yeah. I think it's mostly just the politeness and the respect for other people. That is such a big thing that martial arts has helped me with. Like, I, I think if everybody had that respect for each other, if ever, you know, like world, world leader and, you know, high important person, and even just in every day, if we had that kind of respect for each other, I think things would be a lot better in this world. And I've said that so many times. I think everyone in the world needs to try martial arts for six months to a year at some point in their life. And I, I wish yes, they sir. would. So <laughs> it's great because it, I think a lot of people have that sort of idea beforehand of it just being like all these really, you know, six foot tall, really muscly guys or like, you know, punching each other and going like, yeah, nice job. I'm a black belt. And it is so the opposite of that, that I think my grandma a little while ago um, came to one of the class that I was helping. And I was, she, she saw me helping. She was like, you're just like with, you're just like that with your little cousins, like how you are in class. Cause I, I have a bunch of little cousins and they're all um, like eight years old right now. Nice. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'd sort of, they help each other, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of the same. It, it changed my life. I, I used to be deathly like stage fright. I, I would not talk in front of people. I actually almost failed a high school speech class 
And the whole reason I got over that was because my instructor pretty much pushed me into teaching class and helping with class. I was a purple belt and he gave me my own class. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. And that's the, fun. And, and everyone, everyone in class was a higher rank than me. And he's just like, if they don't listen, give them pushups. I'm leaving. And he, he had that much confidence in me and it helped. I mean, it, it changed me a lot. So I, I, I definitely get that. It's, it's, it's so important and it's, it's such an important part of my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're getting that same stuff out of it. Yes, sir. And I also, I think it's funny because I also tend to overthink like a lot. So I think it's, it's just so funny when you get plunged in one of those situations where it's like, well, you teach class now. I'm leaving. I mean, that doesn't necessarily happen with, with us as much as more <laughs> right. like you take this half of the class or whatever, or you kind of mirror what I'm doing for these kids on the other side. They can't see or whatever, but it's just, it's so kind of when you do get kind of trusted to do something. And, you know, I, I remember just being able to kind of do something like that, or even just to lead a line for like mm-hmm. line drills knowing that the instructor's teaching the class has confidence in you to be able to do something like that, even if it's really small or insignificant is just so it, you're like, wow, I can, okay, I can do that. And it's, it just, it makes you feel so good and confident about yourself. And I think that's, that's also another reason it's so important for people to to do it. Kind of that confidence that it gives you. Nice. So do you hope to someday, or would you ever want to feature your martial arts abilities on screen? Oh my gosh, so much more than you can know. (laughs) I want to so much. I would love to do, I wouldn't want it to be something like cheesy, but I would love to do like a martial arts film or TV show or, um, or even like an action movie. But you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think it would be so much fun. I would love that. That's cool. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I would love to see that. Ian Armitage action, (laughs) action star. (laughs) enter the sheldon (laughs) hey there we go (laughs) nice yes sir the final episode of young sheldon you bust out some (laughs) taekwondo and (laughs) that would be amazing that'd be cool i'm curious now you know i realize you're young so maybe not but have you ever watched or had any interest in like the ultimate fighting championship or ufc or something is that something you've ever watched or a fan of i mean sort of but mostly just because of i'm not a big fan of like for example football or soccer or anything right. um, i'm not, I'm not, the, best, I'm not the most um, <laughs> sporty person unless okay. it comes to like martial arts yep. but i know a lot about football and soccer and stuff like that just from kind of pop culture i think it's sort of more like that like i i <laughs> i am aware of its presence but not i don't really watch it that much and also i just kind of find it to be like even even the fights that are real and that aren't like faked or something mm-hmm. are still kind of just I'd much rather see my instructors teaching students to spar or my fellow black belt sparring than kind of something that's that I I mean I think it's it's really awesome that they're able to do what they what they do and very impressive they are mm-hmm. you know really physical and awesome people but I just think it's not quite I I don't know I find I find martial arts to be a bit more challenging to be able to do well and also helps you so much more with life skills and with, you know, respect. And I, I feel like just, you know, just sort of just the, that, that type of fighting, I feel like doesn't have that as much. <laughs> That's a great answer. I like that. How about uh Taekwondo in the Olympics? You, you ever watch that? Oh, yes, sir, I do. And I find it, I, I think it, it, that's like one of my favorite events. Really? I think. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Although, hey, I also love ice skating and I love okay. the, the swimming and the high dives. But, um, but yeah, I, I just think, I mean, if doing a qualifier for my black belt can 
make me as nerve-wracked as it did, then I can't even imagine how people are able to do that. But again, it's that confidence that you get from martial arts that allows you to do incredible yep. things like that. Yeah, the only thing I'm not a fan of with Olympic Taekwondo is is that they, they don't punch. Like our style of Taekwondo, we're 50, 50% hands, 50% yeah. feet. And they, I mean, they literally, their hands are hanging down and all they do is kick. That yes, always, sir, that, yeah. that bothers me a lot. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, I, I can understand punch him, that. Yes, punch sir, him, yeah. punch him. He's wide open. Punch him. <laughs> Use your hands. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice. I, I do. I do understand that. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that point, but yes, sir. Cool. <laughs> that makes sense. Who are some names, two, three, four names that you would put on your personal Mount Rushmore of martial arts? See, this is going to sound really, really biased because there's, there's some of my, I mean, most of them would just be my instructors just because they're such incredible martial artists. And again, I also have really done Junri, Junri Taekwondo my whole life. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't actually, re, you know, I, I don't really, I haven't done any other type of martial arts and I, I don't really have any, I mean, I would, I would love to definitely do some different types just sort of, sort of for a frame of reference, but okay. I love Junri and the Junri style so much that, you know, I would love to continue doing that my whole life. But I would say Master Pineda, Master Shackleford, Master Rome, Master Hawk would definitely be on my Mount Rushmore. But nice. If you're saying more sort of widely, it's your personal. So the, the I mean, a lot of a lot say, of my guests have picked their own instructor. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes, sir. I would say more widely, probably Bruce Lee, nice Grandmaster Ree. Gosh, Bruce Lee, Grandmaster Ree, and then again, maybe Master Pineda and maybe Master Shackleford. I, nice. I just I feel like they're such. I mean, they're people who have influenced not only my life but mm. so many incredible students and people who have gone on to. Like a lot of a lot of people in in government even have been taught, yep. you know, kind of the Junri style. I, I read a whole thing a little while ago about a lot, you know, some different Congress people who were black belts. Like it's it's incredible how much it can teach and how much you know, not not even just the physical aspect. Again, it's it's that emotional and be, you know being compassionate, being invested in other people, being respectful of other people. That that's so helpful about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Junior had a whole class on Capitol Hill, which is just amazes me that he did that for so long. Now, yes, sir. Yeah. Did Did you ever get to train with Junior? No, sir. Not okay. actually with Grandmaster Ree, but I did get to meet him one time at wow, that's an cool. event, and it was like. He was, yeah, I, I, he was actually in a wheelchair at the time, and it was one of those, it, it was so kind of surreal because he, even though he was sitting in a wheelchair and he looked kind of like, he looked a little bit older, he was so, you could just feel that kind of confidence and power just like, like vibrating out of him. Like, it, mm -hmm. it was just, like, you could, you could tell he was the kind of person you would never, ever want to be on the opposite side of right. in any type of fight. And also at the same time, he was so kind and so I, I believe we actually still have a picture of me with him somewhere, but that's cool. He was just like such a kind and gentle and sweet man. But at the same time, ju just like master Pineda, so confident and so powerful that it, you're just like, wow, that's, you know, it's a real, it's a real, I mean, motivator really. Mm -hmm. It's that's, that's one of the reasons that I've stuck with martial arts for so, so long. I mean, of course, there's the, oh, got to get to black belt, got to get to black belt goal. But I mean, now I'm a black belt and I, I'm not stopped. You know, there's no, I would, I wouldn't want to stop until I, you know, continue and continue. Cause it's so, you know, it's, it's, it's just a real motivator, I think. Nice. So I know something that's really important to Junri and the Junri system, philosophy that's talked about a lot. So can you think of oh, yes, sir. one, maybe two philosophies that you've learned over your 10 years in martial arts that are really important and maybe they just rise to the top of your list? 
<laughs> well, it's so funny because this isn't even really a philosophy. This is more of just a thing that Master Ken says to me when I'm being sloppy. But he always says, uh, fast is smooth, smooth is fast. Which, again, <laughs> that doesn't count. I'm just saying it's, it's so funny because it came to my head. Actually, first. Mr. Pineda um, gave the same answer, I think. So. <laughs> wait, really? I'm, I, 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 know, I, I know at least one of my guests gave that answer. I'm guessing it might have so been him or it might have been Carmichael Simon. I don't remember. That's so, oh my gosh. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Okay. Well, Hey, I mean, I'll take it, but I just, it's so funny because master again will always, if I'm, if I'm kind of lacking in like a form or anything, he'll just go, Hey, Ian, fast is smooth, smooth is fast. And it's just, it's just, it kind of is when you think about it makes so much sense. Cause it's just like, don't, it's sort of the don't think just do sort of aspect of it that mm-hmm. I love. Cause they're just, you know, it's just like, don't, don't, don't keep, don't be preoccupied with, making sure that you get every single fold, punch, chop, you know, just be fast and be smooth. And it's, it's so like, you know, okay, okay, I'll be fast. I'll be smooth. I think actually real like philosophy wise, not just do your form better, Ian. Um, <laughs> I would say probably, and this isn't even so much as a phrase, it's just an overall thing that it's sort of taught, not just me, but so many people who've taken junior Taekwondo is just respect for everyone. And not just, I think, if you can have the say, if you can talk to the president of the United States and and a homeless man in New York the exact same way, then you've truly you're really embracing that philosophy. And I think not enough people are able to treat every person with like the dignity and kindness they deserve. And again, I think it's one of those things that if everybody could do that, the world would be so much better. But I I think treating everybody with the respect they deserve, and even even people who are you know not nice to you and kind of annoying and jerky because everybody Mm -hmm. has something to teach you whether it's cautionary like don't be like this person or it's a genuine like how master panetta teaches um it's just everyone has something to offer and everybody deserves to be respected and then i think also just sort of confidence like just in general i'm confident in my abilities i'm confident in your abilities and i'm confident that you know we can you know i I think it's, it's just sort of approaching every situation calm and confident and it's you know something that's been displayed by i think all of our instructors it's so you know impressive <laughs> nice that's a great i love that answer great answer all right got a few a few fun questions to wrap it up i know one thing Ooh, master Pineda mentioned that he really encourages his students i think specifically over the summer he said to read books so i'm just curious if you have a favorite martial arts book Oh, that's a good one. Wait one second. I'm going to actually bring you with me because I believe I have it upstairs. One moment. No problem. But yeah, I, I would say in terms of martial arts books, there are a couple that are actually, they have at the student where they used to give them out as part of the curriculum Oh, cool. when you become a black belt. But I don't believe they give them out as much anymore. I think actually a little while ago, Master Pineda, I believe, said to me that I could Maybe I not necessarily. Maybe you know, borrow one and, and look at it if I wanted to. Which I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. <laughs> but I'm trying to find. I have a really cool book about. Um, it's I believe it's called Bruce Lee and Me. Uh, Bruce Lee and I about by June Ree. Oh, Bruce Lee and I. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> not me messing up my grammar. Master Pineda actually sent it. Sent me a copy. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice. But it's it's. Oh my gosh, I haven't looked at it in a little while. I have to right after this this interview. But um, yeah, I would say. Probably that because it's just such a fascinating story. And also, again, just the involvement you see between Grandmaster Ree and uh, Mr. Bruce Lee is just mm-hmm. so, like, so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I actually had the, the, the honor. I've interviewed about three people who knew Bruce Lee. So I've, I've been wow. very, very lucky to hear some, you know, if you, if you, if you like to listen to some of those interviews, go back and listen to uh, Tom Bleeker. I think he was my first interview. And, 
Yes, and then, sir. Um, wow. James DeMaio was actually an original student of Bruce Lee uh, in the, the 50s in Seattle way back when. That's so, incredible. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there's some really good interviews and some good Bruce Lee stories there. So Yes, sir. How about a favorite martial arts video game? You're, you're 14. I'm assuming you played Ooh. a video game or two. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. I try to think of like martial arts video games that I play. I feel like there's not enough good ones nowadays. I'm trying to think. You ever play any of the old school ones like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Or? I have. I've done. Well, actually, yes, you're right. In I've, I've, we have an arcade that I went to a little while ago. Um, yes. And there's this there. I, I believe it was like a Street Fighter type game. And it was very like sort of 80s style, like, you know, the kicks, it sort of, I, I don't even know how to describe the kick. It was like, the kicks were like universal kick almost. And, you know, just like the ha ha. It was just like such, it's such an awesome, like the graphics were so wonderfully done. And it, it was, it was definitely not what I would describe as being real martial arts necessarily, but it was, it was, it was awesome. But I'm trying to think there's not enough that I play. And on an everyday basis, like on a, on a PC or something, I'm going to have to try to find some good ones and get back to you about that. I probably haven't played a martial arts video game since before you were born, unfortunately. <laughs> I used to play video oh, games wow. a lot when I was younger, but uh, I yes, haven't played sir. one at all. I, I, you know, probably like Wii Bowling or something like that is the last video game I played. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Cool. How about a favorite martial arts TV show? I know your mom mentioned you didn't watch a lot of TV and movies, but do you, you ever watch any martial arts TV shows? Gosh, I think... I'm trying to think what the last like martial arts real like real TV show or movies. I feel like it was probably a documentary as opposed to like a real action movie. But again, okay. that's one of those things I have to do more of. I actually don't watch that much TV though, or mm-hmm. there are that many movies, which is kind of ironic for somebody who fancies themselves an actor. <laughs> you, ever, you ever watch Cobra Kai? No, not yet, oh, sir. Okay, I have okay. to. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I put the, I put my entire studio to great shame, but um. <laughs> Although actually, funny enough, recently I did watch on YouTube, they took a bot, uh, like a computer program, and subjected it to the entire, um, I say subjected, they made it watch the entire Cobra Kai sort of series and then had the bot write its own episode of Cobra Kai. Really? It was very funny. But um, I haven't actually <laughs> seen the series yet. No, sorry. Okay. I have to. And how about, how, how about a martial arts movie? Have you ever watched any martial arts movies that you remember that were decent? Or I mean, You kind of, you referenced the Karate think, Kid a like little bit. Yes, sir. I have seen The Karate Kid. Okay. And I've seen, again, it's mostly because I don't watch that many movies. And I feel like when I did, I was, I was much younger. I, I would say probably Karate Kid because nice. it's sort of, I mean, it sort of also was one of the movies that kicked off the, I guess, the, the martial arts movement in America where it was, you know, sign your kids up for Taekwondo, Karate, martial arts, da, da, da. Yep. And, you know, Grandmaster Reed, I think, I believe his first studio, he advertised it more as like karate, which was kind of a, a genius move because that was what people were familiar with from karate kid yeah yeah back then it was you know even like our instructor he opened his first or my instructor's instructor opened his first taekwondo school i think in 72 or 73 but it was advertised as korean karate because no one knew what taekwondo yes, was Yes, sir. yeah so that's kind of funny and, and karate kid's my answer too because literally that's the reason i started i, I went to the opening of karate kid in june of 1984 and when we came out of the movie, a local Tung Sudo school was handing out free passes. Kinda, kinda, <laughs> that's amazing. Exactly. That's so that's like perfect. That's prime real estate right there. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So that, and also, again, it's it's just one of those things that you there's some things you'll watch or see that just so motivate you. And I mean, I'll, I'll even have it. I'll be watching like a movie with my friend, and it'll have like an awesome fight scene. I'll be like, you know, I'm getting. I want to. I want to do some sparring right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It just sort of like instantly motivates you, and I guess that's just sort of part of our human nature. Just you know, ooh cool fight scene me want to fight 
<laughs> so let's say one of your friends contacted you that didn't live anywhere near Arlington. They were nowhere near a junior school and they just said, Hey, I'm thinking of getting involved in martial arts. What should I look for in a school? What are one or two tips you'd give them? Just something really important to look for in a school. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I think master Pineda's answer that he gave you is pretty perfect, but um, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a good one. Well, first of all, I mean, I'm going to have to go with, I, this, this would, this would probably just not be really an option because he said not Junri, but mm-hmm. um, master Gan, my instructor who uh, teaches me when I'm not in Virginia is probably an awesome choice. But if you okay. were saying like a, a, re, a full on studio, I would say if there's any, I think, well, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly just at this point basically pulling things from what Master Panita said. But <laughs> again, the size of the black belt class, what are you saying about that? Because mm-hmm. it really does indicate how many black belts are staying on after they earn it. And it's not just like, oh, I earned this, this is the final step for me. And Master Panita makes a big point that when you get your black belt, it really is a first step. But he said, as he said at my qualifier, it's a first step, but it's a doozy. It's not, you're not just getting it. That's the end of the road. You're a black belt. Right. Bam. You know, ready to live out your eighties karate kid fantasy. You're, you still continue with your training. You still, you know, you go on to, to second degree, you go on to third degree, you, you keep earning tips. And I think that's the kind of attitude that you're, that you want to look for in a school that this isn't just Larry's discount karate. This is <laughs> like, this is a real martial arts studio. And then I would also probably say just kind of if the instructor that of the studio, I mean, this is more just kind of a moral compass thing, but like if the instructor of the studio is as kind and as welcoming as they can be to every new student and especially younger students, because I feel like, I mean, our instructors have a down to an art really Mm -hmm. with younger students and with making people feel at home. And even, you know, you know, we, we also do so many different programs that are so, you know, welcoming for, for young kids. They have like Taekwondo birthday parties. I'm not sure if they're still doing those after COVID, but you know, they have birthday parties. You could have like functions there. You could do um like just all kinds of kind of cool, exciting things at Taekwondo. And it's such a, I remember a, a class I helped out with a, a little while ago. This um, this little girl got her like knee high ninja black belt, and it was. <laughs> I mean, she got you know you get called up to the front of class, you do some techniques um, from knee high ninja, and then they give you the belt. And I was like, oh my god, I, I wish my black belt test went like that. <laughs> but um, at the end, she came to the door and she was bowing out, and I just was like, good job, you did really awesome. That was so cool. And she just like beamed, and I was like, she, she was just like smiling so. She was like so proud of herself and so happy. She was like, thank you, sir. And I feel like if you can see the helpers at the studio, the teachers at the studio being kind and supportive to the kids and the kids really responding well and really being proud and happy with themselves, not just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to get my black belt. Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, even with the older students there, if you can see that, that's probably my, the best indication of a really good studio. That's a great answer. All right. I, I know you got it. We're a little short on time. You got to go. And I have one final question. That's not a martial arts question. And I, I don't know if your mom mentioned, but I, I have three kids and they're all theater kids. My, my oldest lives in Arlington right now, not doing theater. I have a 19 year old going to the university of Utah in Salt Lake city for acting in theater. And then I have a sophomore, my, yes, do- sir. my daughter who just did her first high school musical this fall. So I'm just curious. That's amazing. What's your favorite Broadway musical? 
You're a terrible, terrible person. You're a terrible, horrible person. And I have been going back and watching your reviews. We, so okay, adorable. We, so adorable. Oh, gosh. That's so, oh, gosh. That's so cringy. Hello. My name is Ian. And tonight I saw, oh, my, my favorite moment ever in a theater was this very, very, I, I can only describe her as classic, just a classic theater goer. This sort of um, older lady came up to me and she said, now, I love your theater reviews. But one thing, you always say tonight I saw, and that's not actually grammatically correct. It's tonight I have seen. And I was like, thank you, ma'am. She was just like so nice. Okay, you are a really terrible person for asking me that. And I almost got through the whole interview with saying that you were like one of my favorite interviewers ever. I would say, and again, this fluctuates constantly because there is no one answer. I would say as of like literally right this second of you asking me, possibly... Phantom of the Opera, just because I've been thinking about it so much with it, nice. you know, being such a tycoon that's closing after such a long time. Okay. Um, and then play-wise, right now, mm-hmm. again, changed all the time, probably either Leopoldstadt or Jerusalem with Mark Rylance. Very cool. Just because they're both so powerful and awesome. Nice. But uh, again, <laughs> cruel, cruel man, terrible question. <laughs> Do not approve. <laughs> It's all good. Like I said, I, I was never into theater when I was young and, and my, we got lucky. My kids ended up getting involved in theater. My oldest son in second grade, we had an elementary school that had a theater program and he did, nice. he did 101 Dalmatians as a second grader and was hooked ever since then. So it was, you know, and yeah, <laughs> so the cool. Funny thing about the funny thing about theater and martial arts, they really do go hand in hand. I mean, yep. I, I've never, I, my friend actually, I, I was saying, um, I was talking about this interview to my friend recently I was saying I don't even know if I consider myself a martial artist of caliber high enough to be on this because it was like you know you're doing interviews with people like Master Pineda and I'm like hi I'm Ian but um <laughs> I was my, my friend was like are you like nervous and I was like I don't really get nervous and I was thinking about that recently because it's weird a lot of people talk about stage fright and I mean mm-hmm. if it's something like my black belt test of course I'll be nervous but like for acting or for being on stage or for doing an interview I don't really get nervous and I was thinking why is that? And the two main things I could think of were, well, mainly martial arts from a young age and also mm-hmm. musical theater. I mean, my whole life I've been around and also sort of the idea that like Master Gan was saying to me a little while ago about I, I, was, I was doing a forum and I, I messed up something small. I was like, oh, dang it. And I restarted. And he was like, why'd you restart? And I was like, I messed up a move there. And he was like, that's fine. No one. I mean, if you do that, if you're if you're in class and you do that, every instructor We'll see that they're like it's like they're like heat seeking. It's like heat, you know. They can they can see every little thing, but what if you restart it? That's you're making another mistake. So if you just make a small mistake in your form, continue doing it, and do the rest of the form really well, it's ten times better than restarting. Saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I think just kind of that attitude of you know, I am probably going to make a mistake with my wording or, you know, kind of stutter a little bit. Or even if I was in a musical theater show, I might, you know, I might mess up a cue or a line. Or if I'm in my form, I might mess up, mess up that fold or not hit that, not hit that kick quite right. Or, you know, stuff like that. You just, you're like, okay, I am gonna mess up and I'm kind of fine with that. I don't really care. And it sort of is just, since I've sort of always had that sort of mindset because of martial arts and theater, it, when I do mess up, it's like, mm, okay, I messed up. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> nice. 
Well, Ian, I just, I want to thank you. This has been so much fun. I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of young Sheldon. I, I lo- never miss an episode. <laughs> I, I watch it every Thursday night. Just such a great show. You're but, too kind. Oh my gosh. This has been a complete honor to have you on here. And, and I'm hoping, you know, who knows, maybe when you get to get your, your master and when you get your, your fourth degree, come back and do the show again yes, and we'll talk about your continued journey or something like that, but just continued, continued success. And, and I just so appreciate your time and, I can't wait till the episode comes out. Thank you so much, sir. You too. And I, I was I, you know, absolutely honored to be here because you've had some insanely cool and wonderful martial artists on here. And I'm like, Ian here. <laughs> so thank you so much. <laughs> well, and you do have now, you, you do have the record now of being my youngest ever guest, uh, previously held by six, oh. 16 year old Samantha Mittling. So now you're, you have the new, uh-huh, you're, yes, the new you're the new record holder. So. <laughs> The problem is I can never regain that. If somebody younger comes on, I can't, I can't like re young myself just to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I hope, I hope, well, actually, have you heard of Husay? They call him little Bruce Lee. He is incredible. Really? Have you, you have to look this kid up on YouTube. He, okay. I met him a little while ago on little big shots, a show that like, I think it was Steve Harvey used to host. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and he is incredible. He is I think he's, I'm not sure exactly how how old he is now. He's probably, I think when we we met him, he was like five, I think. So now he's probably like nine or maybe 10. But he is the most incredible and like just talented young martial artist I think I've ever seen. And he's like amazing. I mean, he has like full six pack abs and I'm over here eating my like donut. Just like, "Mm." oh yeah. I mean, I could have full six pack abs too if I wanted to. (laughs) But he's he's like amazing. He does look he does look, he 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 does look familiar. Well. I, I I just googled him. He, I think I have seen some videos of him before, but I'll have to maybe look he's, into that. But yeah, he's he's incredible though, and he's so funny, so awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Well, just, thank thank you again. Seriously, I, I so appreciate it, and and uh, enjoy your trip to London. So thank you so much, sir. And you're incredible. I can't. I mean, I cannot wait to hopefully meet you in person sometime, or uh, see you again at the very least. But uh, yeah, you're amazing. And also, if Master Panetta comes back, tell him I say hi. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Everyday Martial Artist. We hope you will join us every week for a brand new episode with a different martial artist telling their story. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave us a review. Also, be sure to check out our website at everydaymartialartist.com. There you can find all of our episodes and contact us to suggest guests and ask questions. Again, thanks for listening to Everyday Martial Artist, and we'll see you next week.